now live from Dick's Wings on the North Side. Compton and Company, brought to you by Williams and Rowe and Barber and Associates on 1010XL. Here's your host, Ron Compton. And good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to Compton and Company, coming from Dick's Wings on the North Side on 1010XL and 98.5 FM. Glad to have you along with us. We have Rob Macho producing. Uh, Chuck Elliott, who I thought would be the races this weekend, has decided I've to. Been. Uh, you were, I've been during the well, during the week, but you're here today. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't expect you here. For the last minute, uh, Ron, you're truly Ron Compton here, along with you from twelve until two o'clock. Uh, we're going to Bill Shanks uh, to talk a little Braves uh, as pitchers and catchers have now all reported. I uh, talk a little uh, University of Georgia sports. People call us Gator Homers. Uh, Bill Shanks uh, covers the Georgia Bulldogs, the, the uh, radio show in, uh, in South Georgia, Brunswick, Waycross, Savannah, Macon, um, the, uh, the super uh, stations, uh, uh, dot com, uh, weekdays at, uh, at 3 o'clock, and we'll get Bill's oh. opinion on uh, Bray, all things Braves and dogs. But did you notice? After, after the 12.30 break. I don't know if you noticed, but you pull up here in the parking lot here at Dick Sweeney, there's a there's a white Toyota Tacoma out there, and I looked on the tailgate. It has a Bulldogs, Hawks, Braves, and who am I missing? Falcons. I thought Bill Shakes was here. I said, hell, he's, he must be here. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I did not notice I like, that. I like, there's somebody in here, and they're a big time. They're all Georgia all the time. So when you when we talked, you know, before the show, maybe it's Richie. No, Richie's Michigan. Never and I was mind. thinking, I said, well, man, you must have got Bill Shakes to come in today. I expect him to be maybe, here. Maybe, maybe he's out there, and he's going to roll in at 1235. And he's all Georgia. He's everything Georgia. Yeah, he right? is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of that, did you know that uh, there are now uh, Georgia Bulldogs State of Florida license plates? Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, That's I've seen weird. one recently. That's well, there's always been the well, University of Florida was in Georgia. Yeah, but does the I guess the money still goes to the State of Florida? Sure. Right? I, I charge. I, you know what? What I would do though, I would charge Georgia Bulldogs fans like quadruple. Yeah, your your tag is quadruple if you want to have that uh, that ugliness uh, that, that ugliness. Uh, represented here in the great state of Florida. Uh, we're going to go to Dolphin Gary in a few moments, but look, here are our poll questions today. Are these? Uh, reading an article on NFL.com, and they're, they're talking about five players that could potentially be traded this offseason. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was one. Uh, heck, Roy Robertson Harris was one. Uh, Mike Evans. Another, though, on the list, Jalen Ramsey. And I've heard it being bandied about on our station yeah. over the course of this week. One, i got three questions. One is, one is um, if you're the Jaguars, would you give up a second-round pick for Jalen Ramsey? That's question number one. The second one, uh, will you watch the XFL? This is, now, the XFL is all weekend, but tomorrow – Will he be watching the XFL, the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of NASCAR? Uh, neither or both. And the other, NBA All-Star Game related. I thought about this yesterday because you could argue right now that the top four players in the NBA are all foreign. Giannis, Jokic, Luka, and Embiid. And right now, if you look at the MVP voting, they're the top four. They are the top four right now. Uh, would you would you be more inclined to watch the NBA All Star Game 
if there were uh, teams made up of U.S. players against the world. You know, because we had we had uh, East West forever, and then they changed it to team captains, yeah. team LeBron, team Giannis, team Durant, team whomever. I'm not. I don't even know who the team the captains are this year. But would you be more inclined to watch if it were if you threw out the U.S. against the world? Um, so that's your third poll question. We've uh, and I've got some. Uh, I'm going to give you some names and of these. XFL head coach is really he's the head coach in the USFL, and uh, there's uh, one that's got uh, really close local ties, and then a couple of others that have close ties as well. Uh, let's go to uh, the phone lines. Bring Dolphin Gary in at six four one ten. Tell let you and Chuck Gary have a love fest and talk about the Dolphins. And I've seen something of which which quarterback's going to get extended first. Will it be Burrow? Will it be uh, Herbert, will it be hurt or will it be concussion? Uh, Tagovailoa. There's no way in hell it's going to be Tagovailoa. But you guys go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. You're very funny, Ron. But in answer to your questions, of course the Jack should be interested in Jalen Ramsey. He quit on the team. <laughs> yes, he did. Or the Jags are good enough for him now. So you know. Well, see, that's the that's the rub, man. Is would he absolutely make the team better? Sure, he would. Big, tough, physical corner that is a top five corner in the league. I'm not. I'm not going to subscribe to Jalen Ramsey and, and the self proclamation that he's the best corner in the league. But he's a top five corner. He's he is without a doubt. But so, do you? Would you consider bringing him back because he could certainly help? The, you know, the issue I'd have is you know what? If you look, you win a Super Bowl and hey, well, there's there's a Super Bowl here, but then you get the Pounding the chest of one Jalen Ramsey that he was the reason to the Jaguars. He was the missing piece for the Jags in winning the Super Bowl. And I'd almost like really would not want that here. But if they did trade for him, I'd say, okay, well, let's go. But I don't they can't afford they can't afford that under the cap anyway with them in twenty five million dollars over. That's without Ridley's contract. That's without bringing back Ingram or or Jawan Taylor, a free agent class, and others. What else you got, Gary? Go ahead. Yeah, you know me, Ron. I'm very pragmatic, and I say right is right and wrong is wrong. Is he he faked an injury, all that stuff? He's just you can't trust a guy like that. I'm sorry, that's a non-starter. But uh, Daytona 500, I'm going with my man Kevin Harvick. He announces it's going to be his last year racing. Yeah, we'll be watching the 500. Not if you're sitting the All-Star game. Sorry, it's just it, it's just one it, it's so it is so boring i mean the nfl one is so boring i mean uh, it turned into just a it was a flag football contest anyhow the way they played it so uh you know what's it, weird uh, about the NBA, the nba all-star game and chuck knows where i'm going here is it's the best one it it's <laughs> of the three sports football baseball basketball it's a sport that i watched the least i wa- i love the hawks lifelong hawks fan and i watch all the nba playoffs but when it, in terms of like just watching just a random regular season game or whatever the case may be, uh, NFL obviously number one, baseball is two, uh, it, the NBA is three. But of the All Star games, I like the NBA the most, although it's nothing but just you know like flag football on a basketball court. But I guess seeing them do 
I mean, they are the world's greatest athletes, basketball players are. They absolutely are. When you see the things they can do, maybe that's why I enjoy it so much. Oh, wow, look at that. I mean, don't don't worry about watching a dunk con- contest amongst with four guys that no one really heard of. You see better stuff, the high-flying stuff, now in the All-Star game. Uh, absolutely. And uh, I'm going with Burrow to make it the first uh, contract extension. I like it, Gary. We appreciate the call, man. That's Gary at 641 your question. Look, when we, you and I first started doing radio together, gosh, 20 years ago, your your nickname was the czar of NASCAR. Right. I mean, because, I mean, you eat, sleep, and you breathe it. In fact, I mean, and you, you do dirt track yeah, do stuff. Track, but, track. yeah, you do all, all of those things. And you know a lot of, I mean, a lot of NASCAR. And, you know, back in the 90s, I'll bet you that our producer, Rob, didn't know this. But NASCAR, once upon a time in the 90s, was the, the America's fastest-growing sport. Now, yeah, you know, cover Sports Illustrated. Yes, yes. It, it wasn't approaching anywhere close to the popularity of the National Football League. Uh, I don't think it was quite you know, on, on the level of the NBA and MLB at the time. But it was the fastest-growing sport. Chuck, now not many people care. It, it's really because you know, the ratings are a little better. They stole out five hundred. The ratings are coming back a little bit, but you're right. Nothing so, so what happened? What happened? That's the. That's the I mean, I, I, to myself, I'm thinking. Well, was it because they they decided to take the the uh, the second races away from uh, Rock, what, no. Rockingham or Martinsville or, or places like that? Was it because a lot of the personalities uh, retired? Uh, I don't know. So you tell me. Well, your opinions, Chuck. You're you're the czar of NASCAR. What happened? <laughs> the ex czar of, of NASCAR. What happened, Chuck? As someone who yeah, who's who's liked racing and watched this since I was like maybe eleven eleven years old, I tried to think about that. And I think you had the you had of course Earnhardt in his prime, you had Gordon come along, you had Tony Stewart, Rusty Wallace, guys like that. And I think it was not a perfect storm, but Everything kind of came together in the mid, what would you say, probably, I would say the 90s. The late 80s, yeah. I picked up really through the 90s. Yep. And it became a thing. But I think a lot of people, they obviously gained a lot of new fans we talked about, but I think it's a fan. I think NASCAR still always will be a niche sport. I think someone that didn't like it lifelong and became a fan, I think after a while, they get tired of yeah. it. I mean, uh, it was, there was, yeah. Yeah. I either like it, I think it's like, well, this is okay, but yeah, I've watched this a couple of years, and you know, Earnhardt, you know, Earnhardt got killed uh, on this date time. twenty-two years ago, right? Yeah. yeah, twenty-two years ago, and I just think that it, it was always going to be a niche sport, and it kind of caught fire for the reasons we just talked about, and I, I think it always would have fallen. I don't think it was ever going to keep ascending and you know get to it like let's say get to number two. Yeah. There was no way it was ever going to stay there. Yeah. It wasn't sustainable. Now, you might opinion. be someone, you might be someone, you asked me the question, you might be someone to answer that because you were kind of a NASCAR fan in the 90s, a rusty wall. So why did you get into it, and why did you well, fall out of it? Well, it's funny. You, you, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, and see, NASCAR, you know, and I, you might be a better person to ask than a fan. Well, of well when I think about this, uh, um, people talk about you don't really have to watch NBA games into the last four or five minutes, right? And, and then you you can watch that. I mean, leads change, hand he held uh, uh, twenty point leads vanish in a millisecond. In the NBA all of a sudden, fourth quarter, it's a game again. NASCAR truly is the, the ultimate. If you're a home, 
right? Uh, you know, you can watch the first few laps, take about an hour's nap, and you wake up, you haven't missed anything. Yeah, you, there might have been a couple of wrecks, and there's a few guys that are a few laps down or whatever, but you really haven't missed a lot. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's NASCAR. With me, uh, when I was in high school, uh, a few of my, a couple of my really good friends were both, well, Darren and Woody, both huge Earnhardt fans. Love Dale Earnhardt. Love Dale Earnhardt. Man, what's that? Who can I? Who's who is like his arch rival? Well, that's Rusty Wallace. Yeah, because at the time the, the big three to me was was Bill Elliott, who was you know NASCAR's most famous driver. You know, always won the man, the driver of the year as far as you know popularity contest. Earnhardt and now it's Chase and, Elliott. Uh, now Chase Elliott. Yeah, now Chase Elliott and, and Wallace. Right, those are the three. Those are three guys. And uh, so I didn't want to write root for like everyone else. Oh, the good guys, man, who, I, I'll root for Rusty Wallace. Then it drove my buddies crazy. So I started, I didn't, but it's still, I, it wasn't like I watched every race. Well, then uh, I started working with my uncle at WWG. And uh, they had like a race pool. That's what sucked me in. That's what got me hooked. They had a pool where um, you had. There was, it was a blind draw. Yeah, 20, 20 numbers, one through 19, one through twenty, and it was a random draw. And you got uh, qualifying qualifier one through nineteen, and the person drew number twenty got twenty in the field, and the top five paid. So I mean, I'm, I'm in it every week. So that that summer, man, in in into that fall, I watch every Sunday because there's money involved. I mean, it it came down to gambling and. And uh, so as I watched, and as a big Rusty Wallace fan, and, and uh, I was all in. And then when he retired, uh, I sort of, I sort of went off, went away from it, got away from it. Yeah, so just, no just my interest, like. yeah, I, yeah. I was, you know, they always said, Who, who's going to be the number two car? Well, uh, uh, it was Brad Keselowski. No, but before, no, it, it, the first was Kurt Busch. Yeah, was yeah. the first that went in, and Kurt Busch was the you know what. And I said, I can't root for that guy. But then when Keselowski got in the car, I liked him. I liked him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Bush I didn't like. And and uh, then at that at that time, you know, you have a young family and certain things go away. And NASCAR is one of the things that did go away. Yeah. And I think, unlike you, once Wallace retired, you kind of got out of I was a big-time Richard Petty fan. But once he retired, I stuck with it. I You know, I still watched it. For the race and not just somebody driving yeah. over there. So I really don't have a. Uh, I guess my favorite driver right now is is Ryan Blaney. I like him. Okay. All but right. it's kind of, it's kind of you know it 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 got its uh, it had its time. It's will it ever come back? Probably not at the point it was before. It's not going to be. Yeah, that it, it, it is back. weird when I when I look at names now of racers and I see a bunch of last names that are very familiar to me and. There are a lot of second, third generation yeah. racers, right? Am I right? Are there yeah, a few third generation there's, guys? There's, yeah, there's a few. I mean, notably Chase Elliott, but it's a lot of new younger guys coming up. And now it's funny when you had guys like Earnhardt, Wallace start, they kind of hit it big time in their what mid late twenties. Yeah. Now, if you're 18 and don't have a big time, you know, you aren't on a path to NASCAR. You're not going to come in now at 25 years old yeah. and get a deal. All right, we'll come. We're going to break here. We'll come back. And I'm going to ask both of you guys, both Chuck and Rob, uh, and I'll answer as well the poll question again, which which are these: uh, Would you give up a second round pick for Jalen Ramsey uh, if 
they changed the format of the NBA All-Star game, and instead of it being team whomever against team whomever, it was the United States players against the world. Would that uh, uh, make it more watchable? And then tomorrow, will you watch the XFL, the Daytona 500, both or neither? I'll get you guys' response, and I'll give you mine as well, and we'll take your phone calls and the text line at 641-1010, Twitterverse as well. That and more for this from Dick Swings in the north side on 1010XL. Yeah! Compton and Company on 1010XL. Beastie Boys bringing us back. Confident to come to come to you from Dick's Wings on the north side. Come say hello to us at Yellow Bluff and New Berlin Roads. We have uh, Asnes on the floor. We have Pam behind the bar. Uh, come by and say hello. We got a little look. This is really the first weekend uh, where if you're of the big three sports, there's really nothing. I mean, there's nothing. I, this morning on ESPN, the top ten plays, I was like, well, what's the top ten is today? Yeah, it's, it's pretty depressing yeah. right now. And like, oh, I was like, oh, gosh. So, poll questions. We'll go to Dave here in a few moments for these. Um, I'll get you guys' uh, responses. Would you trade a second-round pick for Jalen Ramsey uh, if you could work things out uh, within the cap? The good thing with the Jaguars is, they're $25 million projected over the cap. Obviously, you can, there's a, you, know, you can restructure some bills. You can cut a couple of guys. You, you, you'll, you can make things work out, right? I mean, you have to, you have to get Calvin Ridley signed. Uh, you know, it, it's, by all accounts, I mean, whether he's franchised or he redo, uh, signs a long-term deal, Evan Ingram will be back. The decision uh, has to be made on Juwan Taylor. Do you franchise him if you don't franchise Ingram? Uh, to give him a long-term deal because you have Walker Little uh, as your third guy, but Cam Robinson c- coming off of an ACL. So what what do you do there, right? You 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 definitely you can never have enough depth along the offensive front. That's question number one with Jalen Ramsey. Yay or nay? Would you give a second-round pick for him? At the NBA All-Star Game, would you be more inclined to watch it if you change the format and it became the U.S. players against the world? And I say that because the, arguably the top four players in the league right now are foreign. Giannis, Luka, the Joker, Joel Embiid. Right now you look at the MVP voting, or odds rather, uh, they're the top four, the, the shortest odds are, are those four. I mean, you still have Kevin Durant, Curry, LeBron, all those guys that, that are big time, uh, obviously, players, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis. I mean, so to me, it would be a very – Intriguing basketball game, and I would be more inclined to watch it for if it were the U.S. against the world. And the other is tomorrow, will you be watching the XFL, uh, the Daytona 500, which is the Super Bowl of stock car racing? Neither or both. Before we go to Dave, Chuck, what do you yeah, say? Go ahead. Well, okay, so obviously I'll say the 500. Yep. Uh, NBA All-Star Game, yeah, I, I wouldn't watch it either. Okay, so the Daytona 500, your answer, okay. You don't care about uh, All-Star Game, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and uh, I was going to get on to you for a second. Now, Dave, we had Dave on reminding me, when I came in, I was surprised you didn't get on to me because that old, well, Dave and I agree on who the greatest golfer is. When I first came out, I was surprised you didn't jump on me because that old washed-up has been made the cut. 
Well, well, you know what? Uh, I thought it was a Cub. Was I was, I was, I was hoping he I was actually, uh, well, I was going to actually, I was going to ambush you at some point and I was bad yesterday when I'm looking at things like, how is this Washington? Like, uh, with George Speed, he, look, he, George he, look, Speed made, for, how is Tag Woods playing better than George I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, you finally mentioned his name. You assume everyone knows what you're talking about here once they Ti- don't. Tiger Woods? Well, no, but you, you didn't say Tiger Woods. You were talking about this okay, Washington. Okay, okay. So you have to you assume everyone listening knows who, what you're referring to, what Chucky's saying. Look, Chuck hates Tiger Woods. He thinks he's a, a terrible human being, doesn't I'm, like him at all. Uh, roots against no, he just him. ruined golf, that's all. It's okay, he didn't him. ruin golf, actually. That'd be incorrect. Uh, he helped save golf. Oh, God. Um, it wouldn't be here today if he had to come Okay, I didn't, I didn't say that. But there was he, when he, him coming along created far more fan interest than we had seen in a long time. Uh, and I was going to ambush you later with Tiger Woods making the cut uh, and his term, the Genesis Invitational in Los and, Angeles, California. But, but also, uh, the other question... Uh, with Jalen Ramsey, would you give up a second round yes. pick for Jalen Ramsey? Okay, because yes. right. Jacksonville, he he would like to play Jacksonville. They're good. They're look. They're good enough for him now. Well, you know now you have uh, you you know Trevor Lawrence was look he was on uh, first take. Uh, he was he was on with Dan Patrick. Uh, he was on uh, he he made the rounds during Super Bowl week, and he says there's players that reached out to him said, "Look, I want to come to Jacksonville." You know, and I don't look. I, I don't blame them. And I don't doubt that at all in terms of what they're building here in in, uh, in Duval they County. They should be honored Jalen Ramsey will come back. Well, including uh, DeAndre Hopkins that said that Let's he wanted to come to Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, right before far. that Chargers-Jags game, D-Hop said he wanted to go to either Jacksonville or the Chargers. And since we won that game, why not come to Jayville and win a championship, D-Hop? Yeah, why not? Hey, buddy of mine just sent me a text. He goes, don't forget Jag number one for each priority. <laughs> Dewey Wingard. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, let's bring Dave in. It's six four one ten ten. And after that, I got a, a story that uh, Rob told us told me during the break that we've got to share. Let him have him share in a few moments as it pertains to NASCAR. Hey, Dave, what's going on, man? Oh, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, a couple of things, I guess. Um, uh, first of all, I'm a little dis- disheartened that you didn't mention a certain basketball game being played yesterday at 1 o'clock at Raleigh, because uh, I will be watching State play Carolina. Uh, you know, how, how about this Carolina team, not quite as bad as that that uh, Alabama team. Remember Alabama one year was preseason top five and ended up ended with a losing record. I can't remember the year. Uh, Carolina, Carolina this year is preseason number one. And and now uh, fighting for their lives to make the big dance. That's exactly right. Right now, we're a uh, state is projected to be a seven or eight seed. We're, yep. If it was over today, we're in. But that's right. Four games left, and these games, every one of them, are very very important. And um, uh, and my hate, my hatred for Carolina is just down to the bone. And I don't like to hate. Like I don't hate Tiger. Okay, I only hate one person in this world, really, and, and that's an, an old boss of mine. I'd like to take a second. <laughs> I like it. I love the hate. <laughs> you like? Oh, Chuck, Chuck loves the hate. Hey, but you know, you know, it's funny. I, I've got a, I've got a neat story I'm going to tell about. I've been, I've been fired one time in my life, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to tell that story. And I never, you know, I hated the guy when I was fired. But it ultimately became the one of the biggest blessings 
uh, not the biggest. I've got I've got four of those blessings that I have running around now. You know, that between the ages of seventeen and twenty nine. But uh, yeah, me being fired. Ultimately, I hated the guy. I cried when I got fired. I was eighteen. And I, I'm seventeen. And I've cried. Seven or eighteen years old, and it became a huge, huge blessing. Well, I'm, I'm tell that story here in a few minutes. And it was karma that you know what, is all I can say. Well, it, it did involve getting fired, but it was the manner in which it was done. It was so unprofessional gotcha. to this day. But anyways. Uh, so, so let me ask you, Dave. So uh, uh, yes or no, would you trade a second-round pick for Jalen? Uh, I'm I'm kind of up in the air about that. You can't deny that. Like you said, he, he's top five corner. There's no question. Uh, if he had a come-to-Jesus moment, I guess, and came before the media and offered up, a, I guess you could say, an apology uh, that, uh, you know, things the way I handled a certain situation a few years ago was wrong, I regret it, uh, yep. and I would like to come back. If that was the case, uh, I would certainly – how do you not consider it? I mean, he's – That's right. He is a, a top-five corner. So um, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I feel the same way. Uh, and, and then the NBA All Star Game. Would you be more inclined to watch if it were a different format? It was the U.S. players against the best in the world. I just assume watch uh, cornholing. <laughs> cornholing. Okay. All right. Okay. And how the hell did they ever come up with that name? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's an awful yeah. name for games. But no, I will. Uh, I won't be watching any of that tomorrow. I'll be watching my wolf back uh, to victory, and uh, then I will be watching uh, the golf. And I'll be. Uh, look, I want to look, Tiger. Uh, your partner there was wrong about you were dead dead on about Tiger as far as helping the tour. The 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 money that they're playing for nowadays. It's crazy. I mean, what, I mean it, it is. It's absolutely. T- t- look, Tiger. From a monetary standpoint, marketing, Tiger Woods is the golf version of Michael Jordan. He he did. Okay, yeah. Look, oh, yeah. ma- Magic Magic and Bird saved the NBA, right? But but Michael Jordan globalized the NBA, and the marketing went through the damn roof. And that's what Tiger Woods did for the PGA Tour. He globalized it. And from a monetary standpoint, money went through the roof. Oh yeah, well when he came on the roof, came on the uh, uh, tour, first place was, I believe, uh, still around three hundred grand, which is yeah. great money. Uh, uh, and and now first place is, if it's below two million, that's not considered. You know, that's uh, it's averaging around two million bucks or so for first place. Dave, you have to excuse Chuck. He just lives in his little box in Baldwin. That's all. Hey, Chuck lives all in his right. box in Baldwin. Right. Hey, Dave, we appreciate the call, man. Go, hey, go Wolfpack. Okay. Jack is still the best. That's correct. Everybody, everybody, Eight, Dave. 1815. That's all you need to remember. <laughs> yeah, well, real quick, one thing about Tiger being the greatest. Uh, he's tied with Sam Snead, you know, at 82 victories. Was Sam Snead ever called the greatest player ever? No, because it, it's based on majors, simply put. 18 is 18, right? 18 is 18. Right. Hey, we appreciate the call, Dave. Thanks, man. 19, 19 second places. Mm, yeah, 50, right. 52 top five finishes in majors. 52. Just imagine that. Okay. Hell of a run. Hey, hey Dave, thanks, man. Right. Dave, really quick. Right, really quick. Cornhole through the power of Google. The game derives from the first half of its name from the fact the bags used in the game were originally filled with corn. 
due to its <laughs> low cost. There you go. And, and they put the ball in the hole. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Easy there peasy. There we go. There we go. All right. That's an awful uh, name. I would agree. Right, so before, before we break here, and on the other side, we're going to bring Bill Shanks in uh, and talk a little Braves baseball, Georgia football, and basketball as well. But quick, we're, during the break, and I want Rob his answers to our poll questions and also uh, uh, his NASCAR story. Yeah, so uh, poll questions really quick. Jags, would you give up a second-round pick for Jalen? No. The Brinks truck thing, uh, his last year here was all I needed to see. I said good riddance. Uh, if the NBA changed their NBA All-Star weekend to the U.S. versus the world, would you be more inclined to watch? I'm going to agree with at Porter10Steve. Can they just cancel the NBA altogether? <laughs> and then finally, would you rather watch this weekend XFL Daytona 500? I threw one more in there, guys. I'm going to give you a spoiler. It's leading at 41.5% paint dry. No thank you. No, the, none of the above. So real quick, Daytona 500, oh, never been a fan. Um, I had a neighbor. This, was, here's a story, Chuck. You'll like yeah. this story. Go ahead. So, uh. so never been a Daytona 500 kind of guy. And I had a neighbor when I was growing up. Love it. And one time we were hanging out, like trading basketball cards or something, and it was on this very day. I'm not kidding, Ron, when you brought that up, I had to Google it. I was like, yes, it was February 18th. I watched the Daytona 500, the entire thing, and at the very end, Dale Earnhardt died, and him and his family were these huge Dale Earnhardt fans. They're all hanging their head and kind of sobbing, and like the news is slowly but surely breaking out. No social media back then, as we were talking about. And I'm like uh, collecting my basketball cards. I was like, yeah, I, I better go and uh, – Never watch another Daytona 500 ever again. No, I remember me and my, my kid's mom and and uh, and kids. We were actually at uh, at, a, at the fair. There was a the fall type of or spring rather the, uh, the 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 winter spring whatever fair, not the big one. It was at the old fairgrounds, and uh, I recorded the race. And back then, you didn't have a ton of social media. You could stay away from stuff, and uh, somebody you know. The old VCR going, you know, and and uh, my mother-in-law, uh, I guess, reached out and had told her what had happened. And she said, oh, my gosh, you won't believe what happened. I said, I said don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And I could tell something bad. I tell her something bad. I didn't know what. You wouldn't want to know right then. So you heard I, didn't, I didn't know the extent of what, how bad what was. Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm watching the race, and I see the ending. And I seen Earnhardt going to the wall. I'm thinking, no way that 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 would appear to be just a minimal impact. You know, that has to be what she's talking about, though, because nothing else happened up until this point. Did Earnhardt die? And then, yeah, I that obviously that's what it was. But it was it was surreal for sure. Uh, but anyway, so that that's the, the tie into the story you just told, uh, Rob, not Ralph Macchio. All right, we'll break here. Uh, we'll bring Bill Shanks in, uh, the sports radio in Savannah, Macon, Brunswick, Georgia. Um, and we'll talk a lot of uh, people, you know, accuse us of being Gator homers. We're going to talk some Georgia Bulldogs sports and Atlanta Braves. That and more for this from Dick Swings at the North Side on 10, 10 XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. And welcome back to Compton Company, coming from Dick's Wings in the north side. Uh, we'll spend phone calls here for a few moments. I have Chuck Elliott, 
Rob Machu producing. You're truly Ron Coffin. Glad to have you along with us talking a little bit. We we haven't got much into post Super Bowl yet. Yeah, we need to. We'll definitely review that uh, here in just a while. The XFL starts this weekend. Um, The NFL poll questions out there are these. And. and we'll get our guest Bill Shanks' opinion on these poll questions as well. As uh, we welcome Bill in, as we'll talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball. As catch, pitchers and catchers have recently reported, and people call us Gator homers around here, but we're going to talk a little Georgia sports uh, as well. As we welcome our uh, friend Bill Shanks to the show. Bill, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Good afternoon. How are you, man? We're great, man. We're great. Uh, you can hear the Bill Shanks show and. What, uh, Brunswick, Waycross, Savannah, Macon, right or online, Bill? Weekdays at 3 o'clock? That's it, yep. Online, thesuperstations.com. Absolutely. So my question, the first question to you, Bill, is this. Are you, have you always been, like, say, a Braves fan or a Bulldogs fan, or did you just, or, or, or are you a fan at all, or did you become a fan once you started covering the teams? Well, I'm I'm from Waycross uh, in South Georgia, and I'm in Waycross right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, so, yeah, I've I've always uh, been a Braves and Bulldogs fan, and and took that passion for those teams into the job that I've had for since I was 16, and and uh, been a been a broadcaster. So, yeah, I I I don't I don't lie of who I root for, and uh, I don't think it's really smart too. I'm not a beat writer, so I don't I, I mean I'm objective, and I call them out when they need calling out, but, uh, yeah, I, I root for them, absolutely. Okay, so, so you're like us, one of us, yeah, yeah, and I like that, it's it's cool when you, you know, you when you're close, you know, to, to the team you follow, and then you get to cover them later on, oh, yeah, it ma- makes it a lot of fun, so let's get right to it then, uh, we'll start in Athens, Bill, um, would you say that Mike Bobo's sort of in a no-win situation here? I mean, I mean, can't, I mean, he now the new OC, obviously, uh, in Athens. He was the offensive yeah. coordinator for many years under Mark Rick. Uh, yeah. Went on, obviously, and uh, coached at Colorado State. Had a couple of short stints elsewhere as an OC, but now with a back-to-back uh, national championship producing, you know, mm-hmm. Todd Munkin at the offensive controls, he moves on to the Ravens and National Football League. Uh, tell us what Georgia folks, and give us your opinion on now Mike Bobo back in Athens as the offensive coordinator. No, look, if a balloon flies over Athens from China, it's going to be Mike Bobo's fault. <laughs> That's correct. I mean, um, it's a tough situation to no, be in. No, he has he ha- he cannot win this. He, he they they have won uh, obviously what seventeen in a row. They have won two national championships in a row. The first loss will be Mike Bobo's fault. And I, I compare it to the Alabama situation. Alabama fans, last year in 2021, when they lost to Texas A&M, we got a fire coordinator. This year, when they lost, we got a fire coordinator. I mean, Pete Golding all of a sudden could not coach anymore at all. Bill O'Brien could not coach at all. They they are not going to talk about Master Nick Saban because he's won them a ton of national championships. And Kirby Smart, uh, remember when Trump said he could kill someone in the middle of, of Broadway and no one would care? I think Kirby Smart could do it in the middle of Athens and no one would care. He's won two straight national championships for them. So the the, the point is, in the comparison to the Alabama situation, is we're, we can't blame our guy who won his championships, so the coordinators are fair game. And therefore, uh, you know, Nick uh, 
Mike Bobo is going to get blamed. But I, I think it's a great hire. I mean, look, the angst of, against Mike Bobo is mainly because uh, of one play against South Carolina when he uh, decided to pass the ball instead of run Todd Gurley. And yep. that, that's ridiculous. The last year that Mike Bobo was the offensive coordinator, Georgia averaged 41.3 points per game and led the SEC in scoring, and Hudson Mason was the quarterback. So um, he's coming back with a better offensive line by far, better skilled players by far, better defense on the other side of the ball by far, and the entire program is night and day from that mediocrity that he was in in 2008 through 2014. So he is in a much better situation now than he was then. Well, Bill, what he's really up against here is that we talk about a no-win situation. The last team to three-peat was the 1934-35-36 Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how long it's been, right? Um, yeah. So it's been 80 years. Hey, Bill, say Chuck Ellie here. I was going to say what you should have said if, let's say next year the Bulldogs lose to Tennessee 52-49, to it's it's going to be uh, Mike, Mike Bobo's fault. Bobo's fault. Yeah. <laughs> so they just score, you know, enough points. Yeah. So, so now uh, Mike Bobo's fault. Yeah. Now and the way too early, you know, looking ahead here. I mean, look what 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 Kirby has built. It's an absolute machine, right? It, it really is. And yeah. is and now as a Gator, I joke that I now know how Bulldog fans felt in the '90s and then under Urban in the, in the mid 2000s. There, right? Yeah. Because of the man, you know, we can't beat these guys. They're just better. They're just better. Yeah. We hope to win a game here or there. They're just better. And yeah. that's where the rest of the SEC East is. And the majority of the SEC outside of the team in Tuscaloosa feels right now about Georgia. So sure. last year you lose 15 games, I mean 15 players in the draft. Now you get back-to-back. You lose a guy, you know, Stetson Bennett, who there has to be a 30-for-30 30 30 on this dude at some point with, with his – with what he's done, man. I mean, look, I, right. I always joke about him having one, one of the most punchable faces in the world to me as a Gator. I hated it. I hated it. But, but now I'll find myself pulling for him. Because I truly think that he's a dude that, if he gets a chance in a camp, can last on and, and play in the NFL for a while. I'm not sure to look. He's five eleven. I think wasn't he like a a, a track guy in high school? I think, right? Uh, so I don't I think, think so. Unless unless he was running from the police in Blackshear, I don't think he was running. Well, he, well, he, now he's read. Well, he's had some issues with the police out in you know out in Texas. Yeah, uh, but but I heard he did some track stuff. Though. Someone told me he did some track stuff in high school. Uh, but anyway, but he's 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 sneaky athletic, right? He he's got an adequate arm, uh, makes good decisions. I think the dude has a chance to latch on, and I'm not saying he's going to be a star in the NFL, but I think he can play at that level for a while. But you replace, you replace, replace him, obviously Nolan Smith, uh, Jalen Carter, a bunch of other guys this year. So in the way too early look, uh, it, do you think Carson Beck's your guy? Uh, will he compete with Vandergriff? What, what do you think moving forward at that position? And give us a way too early your thoughts on Georgia for the 23-24 uh, campaign. Well, they should be ranked number one by everybody who ranks teams going into the season. They have a unbelievable roster. They have, uh, and, and I guess you could say, well, he's not being very objective. Well, no, but, I mean, look at the roster. I mean, this roster – it, I marvel over this roster. It is ridiculous what Kirby Smart has created here. And the depth, it's mainly the depth. And, and you know, with all due respect to Stetson, Stetson deserves a, a, a statue in Athens, Georgia. The bigger loss for this offense that Mike Bobo is going to have to kind of 
workaround is Darnell Washington. The fact that they had Darnell Washington with Brock Bowers on that offense the last two years was unbelievable. We'll see if Oscar Delp can do that. But, look, the offensive line has uh, four or five coming back. You've got, obviously, the skilled players that are there. Dominic Lovett, Rara Thomas coming in to join the receivers, even though you lost A.D. Mitchell. Running backs, yes, you lost Kenny McIntosh, but you've got a lot of talent there with the running backs. But it's the defense. I mean, Kirby Smart Kirby, Kirby Smart took the, the blueprint from Nick Saban, ran to the Kinkos in Tuscaloosa, and copied it off and brought it to Athens. And that one of the biggest chapters is depth and and what that means to your team. And, and I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this. I, I mean, I, I'm sure that Florida had similarities to this with Urban and, and, and Coach Spurrier in the past, and but Georgia's never had anything like this. I mean, I – I know they're they're losing Jalen Carter and they're losing some players that are going to get drafted. There's no question about it. But I I've, I have truly never seen anything like this. It's scary of what this is. That combined with the schedule, which without Oklahoma they had to take Oklahoma off because of them coming in at the conference and not wanting to play the home and home. Schedule's ridiculously easy as far as uh, you know just who they have to play early on. They only have South Carolina in the month of September and that's at home. Um, they've got a great chance to be in Atlanta and to repeat. They really do. And Carson is probably going to be the leading candidate to be the quarterback. And I think he'll – I think Gunnar Stockton will be the one that will push him a lot. But I think Carson has the edge and that he would have to lose the position almost to uh, to not get it. Um, but we'll see. But I, I, I think this is a very good roster. And, look, I, I want to tell you something. Georgia fans – or, and I'm talking to Florida fans here to let them know what we're experiencing. We're kind of in awe of what's going on. We can't believe this. We're 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 pinching ourselves because this is what we've dreamed of forever. And and we really, it's like I had I had two people call me this week, and they were like, you know, I think we're going to three peat. The more they look and the fans look oh. at this roster. They're like, my God, this is kind of unbelievable, and it is, and and it's it's Kirby Smart all the way. Let me tell you something, Bill. We were talking to Bill Shanks. Bill Shanks show you can hear in South Georgia, Brunswick, way across the van, and Macon, also online at the Superstations dot com weekdays at three o'clock. I joked before the year started. I got Chuck Ellis got a question for you about joke before the year started. Yeah, there's a lot of dogs in this North Florida area. Yeah, and and, uh, and I said, you know, I said if they if they go back to back. I'm moving to Alaska. Okay, I didn't do it. I couldn't find real estate. If they if they go back <laughs> to back it. to back, damn it, I'm moving to Alaska. I'm, the, the show's over. I'm moving to Alaska because the dog fans will be insufferable. Chuck, yeah. what do you have, man? Yeah, but, but let me let me say this. Yeah. Let me say this about this yeah. if I could. I think Kirby Smart is motivated by the fact that nobody's done it since the 1930-something Golden Gophers. I think he's motivated by the fact that it's something Nick Saban's never done. I mean, this guy. He's a different bird now, and I think this is truly going to motivate him to try to get it done. Uh, that kind of solves a lot of my question. You know, ten years ago in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, you suggested you know Nick Saban's better than a bear. That's sacrilegious. So, is there talk up there now that Kirby Smart's greater than Vince Dooley? Well, I think it will be in that in that 
realm of discussion because, I mean, God bless Coach Dooley. He was great for the university for so many years in so many different capacities, right, because he was just not a coach, but he was also the AD. And, That's right. And he was UGA Athletics. I mean, there's no question about that. But, look, Kirby, Kirby's like young. <laughs> I mean, look, he, he, he's already look, – look, and I get it, long-time Georgia fans, same as long-time Alabama fans. You know, you're right. Look, uh, Vince Dooley is UGA football, yeah. UGA sports, okay? Right. Paul Bear Bryant is, was. I know he was a Texas A&M in Kentucky. I get all that. But he was Alabama Maryland. football at right. in Maryland. That's right. <laughs> but right. Kirby Smart as an on-the-field on, on coach, has surpa- he's already surpassed Vince Dooley. He's already done right. it. Vince Dooley well, he, had, but, he had that he, great he, run with Herschel Walker. He did. Yeah. Outside, outside of that window – Georgia was just a good football team. Right. They are now a great football uh, elite. team. Elite. And, yeah. and they're not and they're and they're not, and they're not looking back. And well, and, and and Kirby Kirby is our Nick Saban, but look, Kirby's our Steve Spurrier. Nick Saban didn't go to Alabama. Steve Spurrier went to Florida and and what Kirby Smart has done is is, you know, he he is coaching in his alma mater, which he loves. And look, the most dangerous part about the Mike Bobo higher is that when there is a big time recruit, I mean major recruit, Dylan Riola or whatever, whoever you want to name and label, you're going to be able to have the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and the defensive coordinator, and if you want to, the running backs coach too, Brian McClendon. I'm, I'm getting sick now. Okay, I'm well, about to throw up on my mouth here. Okay, I well, I won't even finish this. the story, but you know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> going to be yeah, hard to tell no to them. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. No, Bill, it is. You know what? And you're right. And I would always say that's the scary part about Kirby. I would always say that, uh, see, Kirby, he's a college football coach. He, he yeah. you know, he's not Steve Spurrier where he was gonna, he's gonna have the flirtation with the National Football League and see right. that high flying offense will no. work at the next level. Well, that's not him. And guess what? No. Mama's not calling because he's already at Mama's house. He's right. not going anywhere. That, that's that's the scary part about the rivals of the University of Georgia is Kirby Smart. They're clicking on all cylinders, and there's I don't see any way of slowing this thing down unless in Gainesville, if Billy Napier, if it's a huge big if, can he be the next Saban disciple that's more like Saban than just a guy that hung on and, and was there for the accolades, right? Well, because there's been other guys that, that, that have coached under him that haven't been anything close to him. Kirby Smart is the closest thing to Nick Saban as there's been that's coached under him. Yep, and Nick knows it too. Nick I guess my that. question, Bill, is going to be in 10 years we're going to look back and say, wow, look at the SEC. Look at all the jobs. That Kirby Smart cost. Billy Napier got fired. Josh Heupel got fired because they could never get shut over the up, Chuck. Get over the hump. Shut up. <laughs> like, man, Billy hasn't got fired yet, way. Chuck. Come on, shut up, Look, Chuck. So Billy Napier's going to be fired in two years because he couldn't get over the Georgia hump. Uh, well, I mean, he. Shane Bieber. <laughs> yeah, he's just. This is a different. This is what Georgia fans have, again have dreamed about. When we were. When I was complaining about Mark Richt loudly and Plum got threats because I didn't want the mediocrity of the good man Mark Rick. This is what I said Georgia was capable of. Georgia's in the best state for talent right there with Florida. Georgia has tremendous high school talent. Georgia has the facilities. They have the passionate fan base. They didn't have the passionate coach. Now we've got a coach that's got more passion than we do. I mean, so that's the scary 
part, and he is driven. Look, he's not going to get a 10-year, 11-year itch like Steve did to go to the NFL. Nope, he, he's not. He's going to plumb get off on winning championships. Yeah, yeah. And again, we're being joined by Bill Shank, the uh, Bill Shank Show. You can hear him in Brunswick, Waycross, Savannah, Macon, and online at the superstations.com. Now, as we turn our attention to Major League Baseball, at least we can all agree here, all Braves fans. We're all, there you go. We're all our Let's producer's go, a Braves fan. We're all <laughs> Braves fans here. Um, we're not Razor. We're not Razor, Barley. So, you know, <laughs> I tell you, I, look. It, 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 you know, back-to-back off-season losses of Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson, they do sting, right? But Matt Olson now with the new uh, rules in place, I think his batting average will increase by 20 points. Yep. No more exaggeration. The third baseman will not be playing in short right field. Yep. Um, the pitching staff has a chance to be really, really good. The bullpen has a chance to be one of the best in all of baseball, if not the best. But I start with the bad news, Mike Soroka – of back-to-back Achilles, now has tightness in his hammy. Um, so, your thoughts, Bill, uh, about the Braves in the 2023 season, um, both the, the pitching rotation and, and the everyday players as well. I think they've got a great roster. I love the roster. I love what they're they put together. There's strength in the rotation. Uh, you've got Ian Anderson as the fifth starter. He, he was your Game 4 World Series starter two years ago and no-hit the Astros for five innings. You, you, you've got him coming back after going to the Wake Forest Pitching Clinic and really helping himself, I believe. He threw a bullpen this morning and did really well. Soroka was out throwing this morning after the little hamstring, hamstring uh, hiccup, so hopefully he's okay. I think the bullpen's going to be great with Iglesias and Mentor, uh, Kirby Yates, uh, Joe Jimenez from Detroit. Uh, Dylan Lee, uh, they've got strength in the bullpen, strength in rotation. Sean Murphy is a great addition with the changes, the rules changes. You've got to have a great catcher behind the plate. They're going to have a great catch behind the plate every single day with Travis Darnot, who is the new leader of this team, by the way, uh, or Sean Murphy behind the plate. The you know you got Ozzy Albies back all for the whole year. Hopefully, if he's healthy, you've got. Um, Ronald Acuna looking healthy so far and having a normal off season, you know you got to figure out shortstop and left field. But I, I I don't I don't feel bad about those spots. I feel fine about them. I mean I, I'm not losing any sleep at all about them. I think the Grissom's going to be fine there. He's not going to be Dansby defensively from day one, but it'll get better over time. And I think that my big thing for left field is Rosario and Azuna. Do me a favor, just don't suck. Don't hit 210. Don't have a 290 OBP. Don't be B.J. Upton and Dan Ugla. Just don't suck. If you're not going to be what you were before, hit 250, but don't hit 210. And I think they can do that. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. Look, I've been a Braves fan since I was 10 years old. And and I will echo a lot of the same things you just said. Um, you know, as far as the outfield slash DH and catcher, right, when you look at you're going to have Rosario, Ozuna, uh, and then, of course, uh, Darno and Murphy. Murphy, obviously, will be your everyday catcher. Darno, yeah. maybe a little DH, you know, that you know, the once and once during the week, maybe behind behind the plate. And Rosario and Ozuna, platooning to left field, the other maybe be in the DH, right? That's, that's what you'll have, those four for those three spots. And then everyone else you just spoke about, you know, Olsen, obviously – First base, Raleigh on the other corner. 
Uh, and you know what? They Ron Washington has done miracles with with guys, and they said the work with he he did with Grissom in the off season was unreal. And Grissom, after that huge splash early, kind of tapered off a bit at the plate. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's see if he can he can build on what where he started in his rookie campaign. I had to play look from a from a from a uh, batting stand, you know, from a, a hitting standpoint. Your point, look, Albie's was out almost the entire year. Yep. Right? Two different injuries. Acuna mm-hmm. wasn't a hundred percent. He's not back at a hundred percent. So really you have in essence replaced the Swanson bat with the Albies bat is what yep. you've done. Because yep. we didn't get much of Albies at all last year. Uh because you had Arcia and Grissom pretty much played a bunch of second base last year. Uh, so, yeah, I think offensively, and with Acuna back, and then remember, Rosario had the eye issue, right. had the eye surgery. Right. I think the offense will be better this year than it was last year. If yep. Soroka is back to where he, he was supposed to be Max Freed. Remember, he was he was number one, Freed was number two when they come up. Right, right. If he's that, what do you – I mean, Bill, I mean, I, I, I could see another 95 to 100 win season. Well, you you mentioned all those things, and they won 101 last year. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. You know, the the thing with Soroka is this. Look, I, I he'll he'll start the year in AAA because you've got Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, and then Ian Anderson. As yep. long as those five are healthy, that'll be your rotation. They'll send – he now wants to go by Michael Soroka. You'll send Michael Soroka to AAA to let him get more – in the routine, because he has been out for two and a half years. So he'll be down there. He'll be ready to go when you need him. You know you'll need him because it happens every year. You'll have Bryce Elder behind him in AAA. You'll have Jake uh, uh, um, J- Jacob Schuster behind him. Jared Schuster, sorry, behind behind him in AAA. So you'll have three very good options in AAA um, for your rotations. So that's extremely good depth. The bullpen is deep. Catcher, I mean, when you have strength to catcher, you have strength in your team. They've got the best catching situation. JT may be the best catcher. The Braves have the best catching situation. Yep. Uh, Darno right. will probably catch. You know, look, Darno's going to get 450 at bats. He, he, you know, he's going to get because I'm telling you, the leadership void that people think they have because of Dansby being gone is overblown. This is not a knock on Dansby. It's just overblown. Travis Darno is probably more of the leader of that team than Dansby Swanson was yep. or Freddie Freeman the year before. So um, Darno is a big part of this, and, and I think, you know, they will work it out well to where Darno is 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 in there, you know, twice a week or so at catcher. But, but they're going to fall in love with Murphy behind the plate because he's really, really good. So, no, the, the strength is unbelievable. The roster looks really good. I think Kevin Pillar will be the backup outfielder. He's a great defensive player. So if you have Rosario or especially Azuna out there in left field, you can replace him with Pillar in in the late innings. And so I I I just there's not much worry about this team right now. Really not. Hey, one last question before we let you get out of here. If we we're visiting with Bill Shanks, uh, the Bill Shanks show, you can be heard uh, way across uh, Brunswick. Macon, Savannah. Um, go to superstations.com, weekdays at 3 o'clock. Um, Mike White left, uh, and it's still weird, 
Uh, and I, I was not one of the Gators that was trying to run him out of town. They did a great job of doing it. These people behind the, behind the keyboards ran, ran him away. Um, Georgia basketball. Uh, thoughts of Georgia basketball under Coach Mike White. Your thoughts, Bill, of Mike, Mike White in, uh, in Gainesville. I mean, Well, look, uh, Georgia won six games last year. They won 16 this year. Uh, build the statue. I mean, my God. Yeah. It, it was go. a horrific. It was one of the worst years in SEC basketball history last year. And I, I, I know the criticism about Mike White. I get it. Well, Georgia fans want basketball to be relevant. They haven't won a tournament game in 25 years. They they just want it to be more than an afterthought. Um, there are more Georgia fans that are sitting around today talking about the second-string linebackers than who they yeah. had starting against Alabama. We know that. But – Florida with Donovan and now Alabama, even with Oates, have proven that football schools can be relevant in basketball too. And I think that Mike is going to try to make Georgia basketball more relevant. Uh, he's not going to promise any championships He's because we don't care. Uh, we just want him to be relevant. We want him to be uh, entertaining and to not be an afterthought. He's done that in year one. If he doesn't win another game all year long. So, I, you know, my expectations for Georgia basketball this year were low, and I think he's exceeded them, and he's got to work the transfer portal and do better with that, as all coaches in the sport and uh, in in college have to, of course. Basketball is going to be even more of a rotating, uh, revolving door with the transfer portal, I think, and, and he's got to work that. But um, he's done a good job in the first year, really good job. We never could have expected this, and uh, they beat Kentucky. I mean, they could have – on another parade after after that last week. So we'll see how bad they get beat to Alabama today. Alabama would be pissed probably because they lost to Tennessee. But I, I, I think, look, Mike White didn't really expect that higher, but in year one, I think Georgia fans are very satisfied with the work he's done. All right, Bill. Hey, man, we appreciate you checking in with us, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. And uh, I can't give you a go dogs, but I can give you a go Braves. <laughs> that, I'll, I'll take that. Thank you. It's a pleasure Hi, to be on with you anytime, fellas. Hey, thanks, Bill. That's Bill Shanks, the superstation.com, uh, South Georgia Radio. You, you can hear on weekdays at 3 o'clock. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and close the show out, show out after this from Dick Swings in the North Southern 10. 10 XL. And back to close it out from Dick Swings in the North Side on this abbreviated version. Well, Gator Basketball uh, will follow us to Colin Castleton Less. Gator basketball team got a uh, win uh, Wednesday over Ole Miss. Travel to Arkansas today, uh, and really a must-win, you know, must-win game to have any chance at making it into the big dance. And it's weird though, Castleton has been the best player on both sides, offensive, offense and defense. But he goes down with a broken hand the other night. And he played better. It's weird how some, they played better. They played better after his injury. Uh, so we'll see. It's unfortunate he's out for the year. Again, uh, been the leader for the Gators on both sides, and uh, now he's done for the year with a with a uh, a broken hand. Go ahead. I think what's interesting, you know, uh, when we talked some NFL here. We were I were talking with Supora. Eric Bieniemy gets a lateral job. I guess he's going to be. It's not a lateral. It's not a. It's not a lateral. He's going to be assistant head coach. No. It, well, what's not lateral is he didn't call plays in Kansas City. He and he was the, he was the offensive coordinator in name, but he didn't call ball play. So the title might be uh, lateral, 
but his role is far from that because in Washington, Ron Rivera turned the play calling duties over to him. And so, and that that was the the. Well, I'm glad the you bring that up. I'm kind of jumping here because you heard all the grief. You know, once again, well, last week Eric Bieniemy didn't get a head coaching job, but you fall back on look. If you look deeper into it, he doesn't call. Well, plays. you know, he had some issues, some domestic violence issues in college. But Michael, okay, and, 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 they were just awful ballistic. He got yeah passed over. Yeah, and so they say that he didn't. The rumor was he didn't interview particularly well. But then the, the number one knock though was the fact that he didn't call ball plays. And then last year, when he was given the play calling duties over a two or three game stretch, they didn't perform well, and Andy Reid took them back away from him. Uh, so that, that's been the knock: is he hasn't called ball plays, and when he did, he didn't. They didn't perform well. Would you rather be calling the plays in a bad organization, or maybe taking a back step at a great organization? Because I'm thinking it depends Andy on where you want to go. If you want to be a head football coach, you need to call ball plays. That that's the reason he's been overlooked primarily is because he didn't call ball plays. I'm they, thinking if you hang around a couple more years and Andy Reid retires, maybe you're next in line to get the. He uh, wouldn't be that guy. No, he. I don't think he would have been the guy. I don't think he would have been. Um, it's almost like Byron Leftwich wasn't the guy in Tampa. Todd Bowles was, right? Um, no, I I think it's the right move for B enemy if he aspires to be an NFL head football coach to see if he can get the job done as a play caller. Right? Now the so, only problem with that is. There's going to be new ownership there, so after probably next year, they're going to come in and clean house, aren't they? And bring in all new, all new staff. Rivera. It, it, it depends on who the owner is. Is he, is he a, like, you know, is he a football guy or is he just an owner and he needs to lean on the the general manager and the president of football operations to just kind of keep, you know, remain status quo? It depends on who who, you know, how the hierarchy uh, is that's put in place. All right, poll questions out there. Are these uh, Jalen Ramsey, and we'll get the uh, results now. Jalen Ramsey, would you trade a second-round pick uh, for him if you're the Jaguars? Uh, if the uh, if NBA um, changed the format and it was U.S. players against the world, uh, would you be more inclined to watch? And tomorrow, will you watch the XFL, the Daytona 500, both, or Neither. And the reason I brought the NBA question, the All-Star game, is uh, like right now, the top four players, uh, according to Vegas, in terms of MVP odds, are all foreign. Uh, it'd be Luka. It'd be the Greek freak, meaning Giannis. The Joker. Uh, and, and Joel Embiid. That's the reason I, I throw that question out there. Uh, what says the listening audience, Rob Macchio? Yeah, we are looking at, excuse me, if the Jags were to give up a second-round pick for Jalen Ramsey, 60.5%, no chance in heck, 39.5%, heck yes. How about that? What do you guys think? You guys, Would you guys really want Jalen Ramsey back? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd take him back, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's a tallow because we're, we're trying to win football games here, right? We're not... You wouldn't We're want a chance playing. like draft a corner. You would rather rather have Jalen well, take taking on that chance, contract. I mean, you, you know Ramsey's good. Well, yeah, you know what, Chuck? I don't agree with a lot of a lot you of. You agree Chuck. every week on stuff, and you always say that. I, I know. Recently, I don't know what's happened, but you you say things that I agree with. No, no think about that, Rob. That's a great point, Chuck just brought up. All right, um, Chuck and I used to do a show on Saturday mornings when 
the draft was held on Saturday, the first round. Oh, yeah. Right? First three rounds was held on Saturday. And we did a show one year. I don't mean overall draft picks. We're talking just first round picks. Half of the first round picks are usually bust. They're out of the league in three or four years. So that's why, you know, you see Les Snead, the, the GM of the Rams, F the draft picks. Now, he may feel a little differently now because they've got rid of all of them, and now they're in rebuild mode, and they have nothing to rebuild with. Bobby Bethard didn't like draft picks. Bobby Bethard used to trade all his draft. Yeah, his he, that's draft correct. Picks. So, <laughs> would you rather not – again, I'm not trading a first-round pick for a 32-year-old dude. In fact, I wouldn't trade a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, who's 31. Um, but you ask me, would I rather have a first-round pick? Uh, now, a top three or four picks, off, that's off limits. Yeah, that's off limits. But you're telling me uh, anywhere from 15 to the end of the first round, uh, would I rather have the first round pick or would I rather have a perennial pro bowler? I'm going to take the pro bowler. I'm going to take the guy that's a proven commodity and not the guy that's an unknown all day long. All day. So, yeah, I, I would uh, also uh, take Jalen definitely for a uh, second rounder. Uh, and then the other, and then uh, give us our uh, uh, second second question again was this. Would you be more inclined to uh, to watch the, uh, the NBA All-Star game if they change the format into the U.S. players against the world? What do they say? Yep, uh, I have got a whopping 58.7%. Nah, boring. 27%. Yep, I always watch it. 14.3%. Dunk contest for me only. Dunk contest? Yeah, the infamous dunk contest. I mean, uh, 1978? I mean, what year are we in? I mean, this is a Dr. J. This is a Larry Nance. It's not Dominique. It's not Spud Webb. It's not Michael Jordan. These are guys that no one's ever heard of that are in this uh, in the dunk contest. I say let's go Jericho Sims. Let's go next. Oof. <laughs> but I agree with you wholeheartedly. Hey, Jer- hey, Jer- hey, Jericho was a good show. There's a good show. <laughs> there you go. A show called Jericho. That's you know? I'm going to ask you two guys real quick. I know we're getting short on time. But number one, I, I, okay, I'm already sick of Travis Kelsey. His speech, look, all y'all disrespect didn't believe it. Who did, who did not believe in the Kansas City Chiefs this year? I know. And, and, I agree with you, Jeff. And what did he? They say he's he's auditioning. He's going to be like a WFE wrestler, you know, once he retires. So he he's be he's being that way. And also, you need to apologize to to uh, Brittany, what Matthews, uh, we home with his wife. Apparently, she, did she say that all y'all didn't believe in believe in the Chiefs this year? You need to apologize. So I'm sorry if we didn't pick you to win the Super Bowl. So we'll Here, we're, we're sorry. We're that's sorry. Just, that's just silly. I mean, Kelsey's annoying. I mean, and and then the last question, Kelsey is annoying. Put a, put a respect on us. Really, dude? No one respects you? Come on, man. <laughs> um, last question. What are you watching tomorrow? The 500, uh, the XFL, both or neither? Yeah, again, uh, it's twisted that one just a little bit, but uh, the Daytona 500, raise hail, praise Dale, 38.6%. <laughs> raise hail, praise 38% Dale. 38% paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> XFL, a lowly 23.4%. Oh, God. That's better than I thought the XFL. 23, not bad. That's better than I thought. It is it better than I thought it would be. So how about, uh, now this is something that I'm like, man, when you start talking about the uh, the XFL, 
Um, who would have thought, okay, say Bob Stoops is coaching the Arlington Renegades. That'd be like Dallas, Texas. That's not the Arlington. It's not Arlington and Jackson. They don't play at Terry Parker. They don't, play, they don't play at Terry Parker or Arlington Little League. They don't do that. They don't play at Lake Lucina either. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks, coached by Wade Phillips. God, how old is he? 126. Uh, <laughs> the, the Orlando Guardians being coached by T-Buck. Trell Buckley. Trell Buckley is your head coach of the Orlando Guardians. How about that? By by the way, we're not. Hey, by the way, we're not. We're not being preempted. By the way, Chuck, we we we're gonna go all the way until one uh, fifty. Um, how about the early new guardian? I said Terrell Buckley. How about the the San Antonio Brahmas? And that's almost like remember that's like the old Jacksonville Bulls. Yeah, a Brahma Bull, right? Uh, the San Antonio Brahmas being coached by Heinz Ward. Was he ever coach of anything else? I don't think so. Terrell Buckley wasn't either. Now Reggie, now Reggie Barlow coaches DC Defenders. That's former Jaguars yeah, wide receiver, yeah, kick returner. That's what I said early on. There's a close tie to Jacksonville. Jim Jim Hazlett. That's what Steve Steve Spurrier called him. <laughs> the coach of the Seattle Sea Dragons was not Jim Hazlett, but Coach Spurrier. Oh Jim Hazlett. Oh Jim Hazlett. Uh, Anthony Beck. Who is Anthony Beck? I don't know who Anthony Beck. He was a tight end, a long time tight end in the NFL. Okay, he was Anthony Beck. Guys, can okay. we just all agree this is like the worst time for sports right now? <laughs> no, I got Daytona 500 tomorrow. Okay, Daytona 500 is over. Then we have officially. Yeah. Well, no, they got college talk basketball. Talk March Madness. We have March Madness. July is like the worst right. time for sports. Isn't we it? may have the entire Big Twelve that's ha- that had only ten teams in it may make the the field of sixty eight. How about that? Interesting. You saying? And so, then, uh, how about Rod Woodson coach the Vegas Vipers? Where the hell is Cashman Field? What is what? Where is, I don't know. Like twelve, is ba- where are twelve thousand five hundred. Well, you know what? We're looking at capacity. That's probably the right size stadium for what they need. <laughs> That's you know? probably right. Maybe twenty five thousand in Arlington. Here's my question. And when we come back from a break, I'll ask you guys both this: If uh, oh. Oh, I guess we're over. We're done. We're done. That's it's not a short bad. show, guys. Man, it was a short show. I thought we went to 50. It's I guess fast. we don't go to 50. Had, hey, opinion right, on so, the Super Bowl. One word. One word on the Super Bowl. What do you got? Boy. Disappointed. Philly. Philly, Philly yeah, great Philly great game, but the ending was disappointing. Yeah. All right, I hear the, the stupid music. bowl. I use two words. Stupid, stupid bowl. bowl. Stupid. All right. Hear the music. All right. Till next Saturday for the fine folks. Here are Dick's Wings for Chuck Elliott. For Rob Macchio, I'm Ron Compton. See ya!